0: I want to welcome you to the Engineer Your Success Podcast. This podcast provides tools, tips, and techniques to help you achieve success both in business and in life. I am your host, Dr. James Bryant, and I have the pleasure of interviewing Mr. Jake Brown. Jake, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, James. Thanks for having me. Jake, can you tell the listener? You listen, we're gonna have your bio and all of that in the show notes. But I really want the listeners to understand a little bit more about you and who you are and a little bit more about your background.
1: Thanks. So coming out of college, uh, I was in aerospace engineering and really uh, got all the way through, got into my internship and realized that uh, the guys that I was working around, I did not want to grow up and be them. So there at the last year, um, you know, a lot of guys that just um, had lost their way. They hadn't taken their families with them. Things started to fall apart. And I just... um, It was a really dark future for the group that I was around. So I ended up changing my major and I went into uh, marketing, really a a huge adjustment and uh, built my career there. And it's really allowed me to grow the family that I want. Uh Um, But at the same time, I became that workaholic that I didn't want to be. Okay. So my life kind of started going that way. And then my wife and I had, I mean, like a healthy talk, not in a bad way. It just (laughs) started heading in that direction. And we had to talk about how to pull out of that and help other people out. Um, so I actually left the agency and went out
0: on my own. So I do some marketing consulting with different groups. So let me make sure that I'm understanding you, uh, your background aerospace engineering, you went through the internship, you start looking at the guys that w- were working. And you were like, this is not what I want. They weren't making time for their families. Their yeah. life was crumbling in some sense. And you did not want that for yourself. So you, wanted to choose a different path. Sure, that's exactly it. The three guy team, the
1: three mm-hmm. guys that I was working with were all in their fifties, divorced, Ooh. you know, drinking all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. Just no good relationships. I just looked at it and I thought there is nothing appealing, but I loved the work that, but I didn't love the path that it okay. took me. Like I,
0: I just, that was all I was looking. At. I was like, if this ends here, I'm out. Uh, so what I don't want people to get from this is that engineering or people with an engineering background are destined to have crappy lives. Right. That is Which, not the case.
1: Right. Which I'll, I'll say my, uh, one of my heroes in my life is my father-in-law and mm-hmm. he was an electrical engineer and he definitely had a completely different take on it. Loved it was a great guy. And, uh, but for me, like in that moment, that is why I made the choice. Mm -hmm. Not everybody is that way. Just that's what I saw in that very minute
0: place. What was interesting, Jake, is that, you know, you saw that in that place, but then you switched to marketing, you start working in an agency, but lo and behold, you started becoming that person. So what was that like? (laughs) I loved what
1: I was doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I liked the work. I liked to solve the problems. I liked the fast pace, but it was about distracting myself from important things. Mm -hmm. So I spent all my time distracting myself during my days and I wasted my days going nowhere with the years is kind of how I looked at it. Okay. And that's really what it was. I wasn't being purposeful. I wasn't spending enough time working on important
0: things. So what, what was the spark or the thing that helped you become aware that that was where you were headed? So I went four days without seeing my kids
1: because I was gone before they woke up and I was home after they were in bed. And yeah. the next day, one of my kids said, why is daddy here? Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're like, Oh, <laughs> yeah, that has to kind of hit home and make you think, you know, wh- what am I doing? How am I really focusing on those things that are most important? You know, Jake, you know, this, you know, we work with the engineer's blueprint for a balanced life. Number one is focusing in on what matters most to you. And how you do that is you compare what you say matters to you to how you spend your time. And so your kids were telling you, hey, daddy, uh, we're not important because this is not how you're spending your time. That's exactly it. Um, Wow. Yeah.
1: It's kind of like when you reconcile your budget with your money. Yes. Basically the same thing with my time, except it was like, At that moment i realized i mean not as clearly as you've built it but in that moment i was like basically i'm spending all my money on the wrong my time spending it all in the wrong places yeah and then that was at the same time that i thought other people will spend my time because it's cheap to them
0: yes yes
1: it's mine like i have to decide what happens with it at banowitz marketing we succeed when you succeed Build a thriving family business with great marketing that actually works. How? Start with comprehensive marketing direction and a clear action plan. Then get attentive expert help and choose whether that help comes as done for you services or as done with you guidance. Visit us at thrivingfamilybusiness.com to get started today.
0: Yeah, if you don't value your time, nobody else will. (laughs) You teach others how valuable your time is by how you treat it yourself. And so love that. So you started working in, you know, on your own, you're building this life. So tell us a little bit about your family life now. So we've heard a little bit more about the, Hey, I was going down this path and daddy, what are you doing home? Tell us about your life now.
1: Left, started my own business and it was rocky at first because, Uh you know, I got used to the security of knowing what was going to happen. Yeah. But then. I went real fast to uh, being in control of my own time (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh, realized that um, I had a lot to learn with that. But as I grew the business, started my business, started working for clients, serving my clients deeper ways that I wanted to. Mm -hmm. And now I work usually about 30 hours a week. Um, I went from about 70, 80 to 30. Wow. That's a big difference. Um, Yes. We homeschool our kids. So I get to be involved in the math portion of that Mm -hmm. breakfast, lunch. Dinner every day with the family, um, unless I'm at a meeting or I'm traveling or something. Yeah. But there are days that I notice one of our kids is very relational based, mm-hmm. and I just notice he's a little bit off because I can hear it in the other room or I walk through and get you know get a drink or something like that and I can hear him. And I'm like, hey, what do you say we go for a walk around the neighborhood? Yeah. And it's that thing that it's like I get to put them first because I made the decision and I get to prove it every mm-hmm. day. I guess is really what it is. I get to prove it to myself. Get to prove it to them.
0: No, that's that's awesome. You made the decision. And you've been building it, right? It's like, it's like you could make a decision and not necessarily follow through on your actions because intentions are great. But if they're not followed with consistent action, you're not gonna be able to deliver on what your intention is. And so I think what you're saying is that you saw the need to build a different life and you've been able to do that. And there's some people that are like, wait a minute, you left the security in the of a job then you created your own company and you're working on your own and you're only working 30 hours a week, but you seem really happy. How is, how is that? So yeah. And, uh, the scariest part
1: was, you know, I had a wife and four kids in tow and I was the only, like I was the sole income. Wow. So it definitely was a a risk, a scary thing, but, Mm -hmm. um, to be honest, you have to want something enough to make a change. And that's really my wife. And I sat down and we said, can we build this? Like you said, build a life. It's like, can we build this? Mm-hmm. And we looked at finances. We looked at everything. We made a plan. And then it was like, we had quarterly checkpoints. And I'll tell you, um, I looked at it as my family were the investors in the company. Yeah. And it was like, I had to report back to them about the hard work I was doing and how far were we going to make it? Were we reaching our goals? And we have. And um, there are days that it's it's a grind. And I'm like, I don't know. Like I have to report to a four-year-old whether or not daddy worked hard enough You know, this week. <laughs> but... For the most part, uh, overall, it's it really has been great. And it's one of those things that before I'm not sure what I was working toward. Mm -hmm. I I was almost like I was working for my identity. I was working to distract myself from the things I was doing wrong in life, Mm -hmm. just trying to stay busy enough. Yeah. And now it's like, I mean, there are days that, you know, like, to be honest, right now it's snowing outside. We're in Texas. We don't get snow much. And I can't wait to go outside and just run around with the kids. Like, I'm already looking at it. Like, maybe if I skip lunch, like instead of (laughs) doing lunch break, we can go outside and we can play today. Like, I mean, (laughs) I'm a kid again. That's really what it is. I have tried to become who I was when I was a little kid. Yeah. Those joys, those passions, that freedom, just trying to reclaim that kid that had wondered and loved life.
0: Oh, man, that is awesome. Being able to recapture wonder, you know, just being able to. Capture the wonder of being a kid and being able to share that with your children, man. You know that is absolutely awesome. And for those of you that are listening in, you're like, wait a minute. I thought this show was about engineering your success. What six? Your definition of success changes as you change and you evolve. And what I'm understanding from you, Jake, is that your definition of success was no was no longer just about the money, not just about the things that you can get, but it's more about the life that you can build and have in this life where you're really being present with your family. And that's extremely important. There's a song by
1: Switchfoot about it's called the company car. Mm-hmm. And the idea is like the guy chased everything. He got the company car, he got the title, he got the money, he got everything and found out he was empty. Mm. And it's kind of like, that was the path that I was on. I just got lucky that I was paying attention and was brave enough. Actually, my wife was brave enough and I depended on her bravery as we jumped into this thing. And now it's like, we didn't know if we were gonna have the things that we once depended on. Mm -hmm. But Those are showing up as we go along. No. But I'll say, uh,
0: but we're smiling along the way, which is different. I wanna invite you to the next UnWebinar. What is an UnWebinar? It's no slides, no sales pitch, just added value. These are small group discussions that are designed to really be two-way conversations between you and myself, where you can get insight and advice on the issues that you're dealing with today. The overall goal is to equip you with what you need so that you can win at work and at home. Understand you do not have to do it alone. Sign up for the next UnWebinar today. No, I mean, I think that's cool. and. This is a great story for people to kind of pick up on and understand that you have to make the choices to build the life that you want. Now, you've talked about being able to make that switch and you're only working 30 hours a week and spending a lot of time with your family. But let's talk about your business endeavors, because that's how I know you. Just from a marketing perspective, a business coaching perspective, you and I went through some business certification, business coaching certification together and have been part of this community, but I just want to talk a little bit about some of the things that you're doing now. Like I said before, I went through the
1: engineering program and then switched over to marketing. So it's this very weird, which marketing was part of the art department. So it's this like Leonardo da Vinci mindset. Yeah, And most of what I've done now is I, like my clients, I help marketing agencies and I help internal marketing and communication departments connect with other people. For instance, a marketing agency went to art school. They didn't go to real school. We went to art school. So they went to art school, but they don't know how to run a business. They basically are trying to bank in on a hobby. Yeah. It's kind of how their operation. So I go in using some of that engineering mindset to help them set up systems, procedures, and organize what they're doing and add that element of discipline. Then I go over to other places, like there's a, an aerospace company locally that I worked with. And what's happened is their engineering departments
0: mm-hmm.
1: and their marketing department were basically at war trying to finish out a project and i know that surprises everyone um, yeah right and what they had me do is i was working with their creative department and they had me come in and just really facilitate a day-long meeting uh-huh. Um that was what we came up with as a solution to just get in there and try to get them on the same page. And I kid you not, I walked into the room and it looked like a junior high dance. Like there were the people that looked like hipsters on this wall. And then yeah. there were the people, you know, over here, with the khakis over here on this wall. And I was like, oh my goodness, like there was a divide. It was like Moses had just walked through the room. They are oh completely apart. But uh um so I get to go into places like that and help them bridge that gap.
0: So in this particular instance with the aerospace company, was there a particular tool, method, technique that you used that would, would help you Bridge the gap between the engineering folks and what they were thinking and the marketing department. Yeah, for
1: sure. In that instance, what I actually I like to walk into a situation and try to make everybody as uncomfortable as possible real fast. Like just shake it up a little <laughs> bit. You know what I mean? Not like yeah. in a weird way, but just to throw them off kilter because they're they're rooted. They've kind of taken a stance. So you got to get them off balance a little bit so that we can start movement. Yeah. And one of my favorite tools to do that is actually Legos. So you take the bricks. It's called Lego Serious Play. And the idea is that you solve business problems or like grown-up problems with the toy that we can't resist touching. Oh, wow. Um, So what we did in that instance is the issue that they were having was... Mm -hmm the engineering team had put together their white papers, yeah, all their reports and everything, you know, the, mm-hmm. the the beautiful things that they love. And then over here, the marketing department had put together their sales pitch and their material. Yeah. And when it came back, the engineers were like, you're lying. Like, <laughs> they were like, that's, that's not fact. <laughs> and the marketers were like, nobody wants to read this. So they kind of got to this standoff. It was like, I, in the room, I told them, I was like, this is like the cold war. You guys are going nowhere. Yeah. And, What we actually did is we used Legos, so I asked questions, and I made them think, not in linear ways. So they build their responses to the Legos, and then we describe them. Everybody gets a chance to talk, and they spend the time, and you start to understand why and how things fit, because what you're doing is you're actually building a metaphor, and then kind of all together unpacking it, and then it morphs as the conversation goes. And what we ended up doing was building a timeline. With Legos. With Legos. Oh, wow. um, You sit there, you got lunch. I mean, just I'm talking thousands of Legos out on the tables and they're just working through it. And what happens is you get from where the engineers were Mm -hmm. to where the marketing wanted to be. And it shifts a little bit, but there's a bridge. There's a line directly connecting them. And it was really funny because afterwards we ended up, they started out the engineers were working on their part, the marketers were working on their part. And then you have people stand up and walk around and everything. And by the end of the conversation, they're kind of blended and they're talking. You know, you have marketers asking a question about, what does this Lego mean to you? And all this kind of stuff. And you're like, it looks, it honestly looks like a kindergarten. At the end of it, where (coughs) kids are just blended together, playing with the
0: Legos because there are Legos. (laughs) That's what it sounds like. It sounds like you're just like, hey guys, come over to the sandbox or come over to the play table and we're going to build something really cool. And as you're describing it, It's like they're having the ability to see from someone else's perspective. And it is not just them talking from that perspective. But if you're building something and they have to explain it and they're talking to each other instead of talking at each other, and that's absolutely powerful.
1: Yeah. And there are are two keys that I really like to use in in these scenarios. Mm -hmm. One of them is when you build it, whatever you say it is, it is 100%. Your opinion on what you built, you describe your metaphor. That's what it is. Nobody can contradict you. You are right about mm-hmm. what you're presenting. And the second one is you look at the Legos, not the other person. Okay. So when somebody's talking about what they built, everybody in the room is looking at what they built. Yeah. So the object of conversation is the bricks. It's yeah. not, not the, person. the person. So then you end up, it's not an us versus them. It's a all of us looking at and trying to build the Lego. Because
0: I would imagine inevitably you get the questions of, okay, this is what you say it is. And I'm not disagreeing with that, but what does this piece do? Or why do you have this part there? Can you explain that? And that provides insight into that person's thinking. Yes. And
1: all the questions go toward like, why, why, Uh why, or, you know, what is a good one? Like you pointed out. Um, I really like it when somebody says, well, what does that Lego mean? Or why they're like, why'd you use the blue one? Yep. And usually they say, why'd you use the blue? And well, because I didn't see any other colors, but there are times <laughs> when it's like, well, why'd you use the blue one? And somebody goes, well, I remember uh, in a different scenario, we we're talking about it. And there was a bright blue Lego just randomly in there. And the guy didn't talk about it. And somebody else said, well, why'd you use the blue Lego? And he goes, sometimes I just need fresh air. Yeah. And it's one of those things where you're like, you picked up a blue Lego. And all of a sudden, everybody understood that the only introverted guy on the team said, sometimes I need fresh air. Well, mm-hmm. Now everybody else on the team's kind of like, oh, when we invite him to lunch, maybe he feels like he has to come with us and then he's not optimized for the rest of the day. Like us pulling him into lunch is actually, or us pulling him into stuff might be detrimental to the team. Yeah, it might take, away his, thing,
0: fra- take away his fresh air.
1: Right. It's really interesting because people go like we mentioned earlier, going back to wonder being kids, people go back to Lego. I mean, you can't mention Legos. You're like, okay, today in this meeting, like you walk into a room and there's just Legos on the table or somebody goes, okay, you know, okay, put away your notebooks, put away everything. Um, This is what you need. And they drop a big old bag of Legos on the table. Like all of a sudden, like people smile, like they remember, I mean, the only people that have bad memories of Legos are parents who stepped on them. But other
0: than that, like,
1: It's just yeah. a great way to engage people. And then you take them to that kid mindset where they're yep. building and then they're mm-hmm. engaging with people. And then they're telling stories. Like think about, um, I know you have, you have kids, yeah. they build uh, your sons that you build the Legos and they come to you and they start telling you what they built.
0: Yes. Yes. And
1: you have to sit there and listen because when they're young, you have no idea what they built. Like you're yep. like, cool. That's a wall. I don't Looks know. It's really nice. Yeah. Um, I, you were really excited about that, yeah. but you're taking that into a grown-up big problem space. like what is your mission statement or what are the efficiencies of our team or how do we get our white paper factual information to go all the way to the marketing department which in that scenario like I was talking about the engineers had the facts of what actually existed. Yeah. And the marketing team is projecting out to the future, 5, 10 years to the future. They're mm-hmm. selling a future that doesn't exist. Well, that's a huge disconnect. So what we actually did is we went through and built the rules and what actually existed. Then we put that in an environment and we said, okay, that's right now in one year. How does that environment change in three years in five years? So we adjusted that environment and we got to the point where the marketing team was pulling it forward Mm -hmm. and the engineers were pushing, but almost, um, I would say they were anchoring it to truth. Yeah. So it was a really interesting way that instead of just going straight, it almost kind of pivoted because it was, had that tether, that anchor on it Mm -hmm. and, uh, where they ended up. Crazy successful, but they moved it forward and they could both agree on it. And like I said, everybody was blended and they were both excited about the project. And it definitely changed some of the messaging they were using in the marketing. Yeah. Because there were a couple of scenarios where I remember one engineer pointing out that he was like, you know, that could happen if these other 13 things (laughs) fell in place, too. You know,
0: it's kind of like, I mean, yeah, it's not like it's not likely to happen, but it could. Yeah. And the marketing, the marketing guys are like, yeah, but it's great. But it's great. It's going to work great. Like That could happen with or without us. Like That was kind of the scenario.
1: So they were able to adjust it. Like I said, uh, getting them out of their trenches, they just had their heels dug in so -hmm. deep that they couldn't get an answer. Um, Like I said, I've uh, seen other people, uh, mission statements, guiding principles, values, different things like that. Another one is just like answering the question, what do you do? Like for Mm. companies to figure out, how do you say, how do you explain what do you do? Well, if you can build a little Lego duck and then everybody looks at this and goes, well, this is what these four parts mean.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Then that kind of duck becomes an icon. And then everybody in the company can remember a Lego duck, that visual of what it is. And then they can say, this piece means this, this piece means this, this piece means this, and this piece means this. And yeah. it becomes a model that burns into people's minds. And then um, at the same time, it enters that kinetic and tactile yes. uh, element, which is funny how much tinkering freeze up our mind. Mm -hmm. So you're tinkering, you're moving, you're manipulating things, and you think faster because you don't have to turn it into words until the end. Yeah. So you you make it, and then you translate it into
0: words for communication. Okay. Hey, this is James, and I'm here to help you when at work and at home. Let's connect. You can use the link in the show notes to schedule a complimentary session. We're going to walk through the steps that it's going to take for you to start thriving so you can engineer your success and live the life that you love. Come on, sign up today. That sounds fascinating. So we've talked about the personal life and kind of your journey. We've also talked about going in and building Legos. I don't know what engineer, civil or otherwise, that wouldn't love to have a job or to work with people and just say, Hey, we're going to throw some Legos on here and build some cool stuff. And you know what? We're going to translate it into information that you can actually use it to explain what you are doing. I think that's absolutely awesome. You know, one of the things I ask most of the guests is are there some general success principles that you've come across throughout your journey that would be useful to our audience? Yeah definitely the first one like you talk about what's important
1: decide mm. what's important because if you don't you're just going to drift or you're going to be pulled towards somebody else's important yeah which is usually just an urgent thing that distracts you from important things definitely focus on that and the other one is notice when the people around you smile because mm. when people around you I'm not talking about like being a people pleaser necessary I'm I'm saying when healthy like when the people around you are smiling is usually when you're true to yourself and that's where you're going to find your strengths. Wow. Um, whether it be, you know, a uh, a spouse, your kids, family, yeah. coworkers. To be honest, where the Lego thing, where I started looking into it and figured out what Lego series play was, we were in a storm and just to kind of distract the kids, I was like, let's build something. And we we built this Lego thing. The kids started building it and it ended up being this big ship oh, thing. Wow. They, all, they all started building individually and then they started connecting it. Mm-hmm. And I asked them, Hey, what is, what do you guys think this is? And one of my kids said, you know, it's a ship. And I'm like, okay. And then one of them says, and it travels through time. I said, okay. And the other one goes, and it lands in neat places, maybe. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, what is a time traveling vessel? Yeah. Because like, one of my kids, they ended up calling it a vessel later because one of my kids loves, uh, you know, uh, nautical stuff. So, yeah. so it's a, a time flying vessel that lands somewhere neat, maybe. And I thought, what a messed up version of our lives. Yeah. Like, we are traveling through time and we hope we land somewhere. Okay. And I remember them talking about that. And just the way that um, I'd heard about Lego series play, I was kind of messing with it with my kids and stuff like that. And this, I didn't even mean for it to be one. It was one of those things that kind of just shook me. And I was like, okay, I got to dig into this Lego thing a little bit more. And the more I do that, the more I engage with my kids, the more I wonder and ask those questions. And Mm -hmm. I think about the future, the more they come alive, the more I come alive. Same thing with clients, with
0: everybody. Oh, that that is awesome. So, you know, one, determine what matters most. Got to focus in on what matters most. And then pay attention to when those people that are close to you are smiling, because when that happens, you are operating in your unique gift. You are being true to yourself. Jake, I want to thank you so much for your time, man. It's been a blast kind of catching up with you. Again, if the listeners want to get in contact with you or find out more about playing with Legos, what's the best way for them to do that?
1: Yeah. um, So actually I have a a video that's coming out on my website. If you want to learn more about Lego series play and kind of how I'm using it, you can check it out there. And the website is
0: airballoonadvisory.com. And we'll put a link to the website and video in the show notes. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Listen, Jake, I'm going to close this out. Like I close every podcast out. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it. And there is a select group of people like Jake that actually follow through, do it and achieve the life of their dreams. I want the listeners of this podcast and the watchers of this video to be part of that select group. Listen, have a great week. And I want you to be great this week. Thanks. Thank you for listening to engineer your success with Dr. James Bryant. Do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it, and a small fraction of people actually do it. I believe that you can have success both in business and in life, and it's my passion to guide you on your path to engineering your success. Thanks.